following your call or your comfort. So many people tell me constantly, I was called to do this. I was called to this business. I know God told me to do this. And they do nothing. I get it. For some of us, we have never been in business for ourselves. We don't understand the ins and outs of entrepreneurship. So get help in that area. But for most of us, it's because we're choosing versus tapping into what God called us. So today, that's what I'm going to be talking about. This is Win the Day. I'm Tanika D'Souza, the 100K Challenge Chick. And my objective is to challenge you, women entrepreneurs, to your first 100K in business revenue. Um, I've been talking about why that's important. But to me, this is like the biggest part of it is you feel called I'm not asking you to do something to make money. I'm not convincing you to change your lifestyle. You call to this thing, right? So what should you be doing if you feel called? I'm going to share with you guys um, a bit of the story of Jesus finding his disciples and specifically the fishermen and what they were doing and how you can apply that to your own life. So ultimately, if you're listening to this and you are called to entrepreneurship, great. I want you to listen to this and see how what it means for you as an entrepreneur. If you're not called to entrepreneurship, not every is, I still want you to understand it is imperative that you start doing the things that God called you to do leave the comfort, leave the conveniences, okay? It is ultimately worth it to do what you were called to do. So let's jump into story. Um, the thing that I love about it is we all know about the disciples and the fact that they were the closest people to Jesus while he did his earthly ministry, right? So how did he choose them? I always found that really um, interesting, but that's also because I know that I am designed and I am an apostle. So stories of apostles excite me because there's so much for me to learn, grow, and build on, right? So whether you are called to apostleship or you're apostolic, meaning that you're called to go out, which really all of us are. Um, I don't want you to take this as I should have been, I should be a, an apostle. No, I want you to get the bigger picture of what was going on. So here it is. Jesus goes out. He is recruiting his disciples that are fishermen. And he, the fishermen come in and Jesus tell them, to go out and cast their net nets again, right? So they've already been out at the water. They've already been fishing. They didn't have a lot of success. So they feel like I already know what's out there. Why would you send me back somewhere that I just came, right? So they doubt it. However, they obeyed, right? So this is how this looks in real life. We go out, we try to do something. And to be honest with you, a lot of things that people tell me they've attempted to do, I can clearly see why it didn't work. 
but they don't know that. Like they don't know, oh, well, I, I put a post out every day on social media. Like people aren't calling me or they don't want my services. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't make it really obvious how to book you. You gave them no call to action. You don't have clear links. They don't know how to buy. So even if they heard you and wanted to do something, you did, you made it impossible. So there's a lot that Jesus was able to see because he was on the outside of their situation, outside of the fact that he's the heavenly father, know all and all of that, right? Let's take that part out. Let's take in, he was able to observe what they did and give practical advice on what they should do next so that they could be the success, right? So they doubt it. They said, yeah, we just, we've been out there. And for any of you who've ever been fishing, there's certain times that you fish. There's certain places that you go. And so these are fishermen. These aren't just, oh, let me try this for the first time. They know what they're doing. They have a skill set. And Jesus says, go out and cast your nets again. I mean, at the end of the day, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose with obeying with what God told you to do? Even if you feel like I already know this isn't the way, right? What did they have? So they went out, ultimately they obeyed and they reaped a harvest that overfilled two boats, right? More than they could comprehend. They were so grateful. Now, I want you to think about this, and I have five things that I want to share with you from this story that I hope you can grasp. One, they were already working in the area they wanted God to bless them. So many of you are scared. You're stuck in your comfort zone. You do everything out of convenience to walk in your call because you're too afraid that you're not going to do it well. You're going to embarrass yourself. But in this case, these were fishermen. They weren't having the most success, but they were working in the area that God called them to. Therefore, when he showed up to the very place that he had asked them to be, he was able to bless them. So most of you are going to miss your blessing because you're nowhere near where God calls you to be. He can't bless me as a business coach if I don't step out there, establish myself as a business coach, even if I say, okay, God, where are the clients? I had to be in the proper position. So that's the first thing. Are you even in the right place, the right industry? Are you doing the things that God called you to do? Are you in that area no and I want to challenge you on that why not why not number two they voiced their concern but they followed God's direction anyway for a lot of you you feel like well I don't know and I don't this voice your concern he God created a relationship with us we are able to pray we we are able to ask for his help. We are able to seek his guidance. We have the Holy Spirit to guide us. There's no reason why you can't express how you're feeling. You're a person, 
right? Put us in these human bodies. We have emotion. We have feeling. However, we should just and still continue to do what we were directed and called to do. So number two, for a lot of us, we our emotions to take over versus understanding the emotion is just one part and to continue to do what I'm called to do despite the emotion because these guys could have gone out in the water been so pissed off they have families they they didn't have them but they could have had people that were dependent on these fish to come in and they weren't able to do it and they could have just you know what I'm tired of being a fisherman I'm not going out there another day Instead, they voiced their concern. We've already been out there. Why are you sending us back? And he said, go and cast your net again. And they did it. They put the feelings aside to what God called them to do. And a lot of you are proud of all the things that God called you to do, yet you don't do it. You're too afraid to push past your emotion that you didn't deny and ignore what you to do so that's number two take some control over your emotion that's your responsibility i'm not going to deep dive in because i teach discipleship class and that's a huge like we spend six weeks <laughs> deep diving into your personality and understanding that we were designed to be christ-like we weren't designed to just deal, to give way to every human emotion that we have. Yes, acknowledge it, but decide that I am going to bear the fruit of the spirit. I'm not going to sit in bitterness, anger, resentment, comfort even. I'm going to do what I'm called and designed to do. So I'm only at number two. Let's jump to number three. Things did not change for them until Jesus gave the instruction. So one, we talked about they were already working in their field. They were learning the craft. They were doing the things they were called to do. They were becoming fishermen. Two, they voiced their concern, but they followed God's instruction, Jesus' instruction anyway. Three, Nothing changed until Jesus said so, right? So what I want from you is to consider, how am I going to hear this instruction? Are you putting yourself in a position where you can even hear God? Do you have a normal prayer time? Do you read the word? Nothing in it is going to change, even if you're working in that area, even if you're starting to do the things that you were called to do. Nothing changes until you get the instruction. So powerful. Wow. Okay, number four, the work they did prior to Jesus' arrival was not in vain. They were learning, perfecting their craft so that when he was ready to bless them, they could handle it and even had a backup plan for the overflow. In that story, they overfilled two boats. Experienced people know out with way more space than they need because you never know when you're going to hit that overflow. You never know. So all the work they did prior to Jesus' instruction was not in vain. 
The thing that kind of spoke to me here is it's likely that Jesus spoke to them in a fisherman's language. If you hadn't been out on the sea, if you didn't know certain things, there's no way you could have even understood the instruction. Right. So we were excited in point number three about things changed when Jesus gave the instruction, when he was ready to bless them. But two, they had already put in the work so that they understood the instruction. I said it to you guys simply. And the Bible also reads it pretty simply that he told them to cast their nets a second time. Well, do you actually know what it means to cast your net? I mean, I do a little bit because I understand fishing, but they understood a lot more than just this. And the instructions were likely a little more detailed and a little more, I'm going to say, fisherman language. Right. So we got like the dumbed down version, but they were able to understand because they were already working in their craft. You, on the other hand, want to sit in your comfort, continue doing things that you know you were not called to do. And then you are surprised when you don't understand what's going on in the very industry you're called to. I know I'm called to business and life coaching. While doing this, I am literally using so many skills that I have acquired in my life. I have been an entrepreneur for 14 years. My degrees are in counseling psychology. I am an ordained pastor. Like literally my life has lined up to this very moment. This is my thing that I'm called to do. But all along the way, I acquired the skill. I acquired things that are helping me today. None of that stuff is in vain. None of it. So I can't look back and say, oh, I wish I'd never had those degrees because I had student loans for forever. It was such a waste. It wasn't a waste. I learned. I have connections beyond I don't know what because of that degree. Nothing you're doing, if you're following the plan that God has for you, none of it is in vain. None of it right? And you're learning. You, like, for example, as a business and life coach, I understand how to work with people. I understand what the telltale signs are of when they're scared, when they're nervous. I know how to deal with the obstacles because I have the training for it. I have the experience for it. So I don't get flustered if a client doesn't show up. I know they're working through their own stuff. I don't take that personally. That's not about me right? But I had to learn that. The very first time a client didn't show up for me was in counseling. I worked with depressed people. They wouldn't even open the door. I drove to you to do in-home therapy and you didn't open the door. I was nervous to tell my supervisor that. I learned the hard way that what people do in their process of growth and development is their issue. I just have to keep showing up strong, giving the instruction, giving the direction, and being patient with them as they go through their process. I am the same way as a business and life coach, the same way, right? But there's things that God can download to me about someone or what or anything, ways that I should grow my business, whatever it is. And I understand it because I've put myself out there. I've claimed being a business and life coach, I 
preach it, teach it, have clients, everything. So I understand what it is. So if he chooses to bless me with overflow, I am prepared. Literally, I have membership group. I know exactly how many clients I can take. I know exactly how I can get more hours in my day so that I can help more people. I know exactly that at this moment. Do you? You can't know if you're not even in the field, if you're not even doing, like walking the path that he's called you to walk. You can't possibly know. You can't know. And last, Jesus did not pick someone who was pressing toward him in the crowd. He picked someone who was actively working. Every time Jesus spoke, there were crowds. People pressed toward him. You hear all the time, if I could only touch the hem of his garment, the people who were in the trees, like they did so many things to be close to Jesus, but the people he picked to be close to him and to walk this ministry out were people who were actively working. Are you actively working? Are you actively doing the things you were called to do? And for most of you, the, the true answer is no. So that was a lot. <laughs> but here's a few things I want you to consider for practical application, especially if you know you're called and you're kind of feeling stuck, like what should I do next? I want you to really answer this. Are you still walking on the path that God set out for you? And if the answer is no, figure out what it's going to take for you to get back on the path that he called you to. It doesn't matter how long you've been on these other paths. It doesn't matter how long you've been in that job that you're not called to. It doesn't matter the length of time. It matters how quickly you're going to make a decision to follow him and the path that he set out for you. Number two, do you know what God wants you to accomplish? For some of you, you could be listening to this and you're like, I know I'm called to do something other than what I'm doing, but I'm not exactly sure. Spend the time in the Bible, reading Bible studies, praying, fasting, which is so important, and listening until, he, until you know. To be honest with you, I think most of us know, but maybe this is so overwhelming for you, you haven't been able to accept it. Spend time with God. He gets the glory out of us doing what he called us to do because he put us here for a specific reason and he wants that reason to um, be activated in the earth, right? He wants us to do what we're called to do. He gets the glory from that. He doesn't get the glory from you being confused, unsure, and not doing what he called you to do. There's no glory in that. Number three, are you practicing your trade now? For a lot of you, you feel called, you know what it is, but you're not doing anything to practice. You're not the fisherman who's waking up at fisherman's hours, going out in the water and learning your craft. Why not? For some of you, you're going to say it's money, um, it's time. 
I promise you, if you start walking in that way, the you can create the time. I, I'm sure you watch a lot of TV or do something else where you can literally just swap the time. So time shouldn't be the issue. And if it's other things like your house is too demanding or these things are demanding, reorganize your priorities and get help in some areas of your life. I absolutely was the super mom, stay at home, running a bakery, doing, I mean, I was doing way too many things. And so many other parts of my life just started falling apart. And I had to make some decisions because everything could have fell apart. So make the decision now before things start falling apart on you. It's going to, especially when you don't prioritize what God created you to do. You're literally just buying time. And let me add this. It's super arrogant when we know what we're designed to do and we choose not to do it because we're choosing to say, he'll give me another opportunity tomorrow. He'll give me this opportunity to do this next year. Yes, I know I'm called to do it now, but it'll be fine if I just do it in another two years. You're neglecting why he called you to do it now. If I didn't show up as a business coach, y'all have no idea, right? Y'all have no idea the stories and things like that. It's because I don't share a lot of stuff from my clients because there's confidentiality between us. They're developing businesses. So I don't share every piece of that. But what I can tell you is if I didn't do what I was called to do, some of them would have never been pulled out of their own comfort zones the way that they have. We do a lot together, cry together, share um, struggles in life and in business. We pray together. You don't get that everywhere. And I understand that is my assignment. That is what I do for the people connected to me and my business. And how dare I put off what God called me to do and say, I can do this some other time. There's so many people that are connected to what God called you to do. Think of the disciples. What if they're just like, dude, we've already been on the water. We're not dealing with you. You go out there. I'm not doing this. He could not use them the way that he needed to later if they weren't willing to trust him on this one small thing. And I promise you, whatever you're debating right now is the one small thing he's calling you to right now. So are you practicing your trade? Make sure the answer is yes. Even in the smallest way possible, start moving toward the yes. So ultimately, how is your walk with God? Because if he called you to do something and you're not doing it, you don't have a really good walk. For some of you, you're like, I listen to my church, I tithe. That's not what we're called to. We're called to do what he placed us here to do. Attending church, yes, great. Tithing, absolutely necessary. But what's most important is you following what God called you to do. I promise life is so much better if you're obedient. So much better. So many of the struggles and things that you're so afraid to get away from, they're all a part of the fact that you're not doing what you're called to do. I used to be so stressed out and all this stuff running my bakery. Was the bakery great for me? I learned a ton about entrepreneurship. Yes. 
it supported my family, all of that. But I was called to walk away from it long before I did. And I was nervous. It made money. I didn't know how I was going to make money as a business and life coach. That didn't sound lucrative to me. That sounded hokey, <laughs> to be honest. But now it's like, okay, clients sign contracts with me and they're over $2,000 a month. Clients with an S on the end. I didn't see that before I started to walk and do what I was called to do. I didn't have a clue how I was supposed to make money here. Because I thought, okay, well, if I'm helping people, I'm just giving advice and should I charge for that? But then I realized what I can charge for, how I can organize myself. I got my own coaches. So start taking the steps. You don't have to know exactly how this is going to work out. The fisherman didn't say, tell me again why I need to go back out and cast my nets. Instead, they were like, okay, and let me take this extra boat. That's what I want you to do. Okay, and let me take this extra boat. Be prepared to walk in the place where he has called you so that he can bless you. He's not blessing all the other crazy stuff that you're doing. He's just allowing you to sustain there until you make the decision to do what he called you to do. Your blessings are not in your comfort. Your blessings are not in that thing you keep doing for convenience. They are in your calling. So do that. And it is that simple. It really is. If you're having a hard time, reach out to me. I'll be happy to chat with you in the DMs. I do have um, a money ladder. It's a free resource and it forces you to think through what is it that I'm called to do? What is my one thing that I'm supposed to be doing? And how can I make money with this? I do a whole lesson on business models and how you can apply them and how you're meeting the need of your client. That is a free resource. So I'm not even asking you to enroll in my membership group, nothing. I want you to take those first steps of being obedient. Because to be honest with you, it's no point of me telling you about my membership group because I don't play those games. If you can't even answer your call, you don't belong in my membership group. We're executing on the call. We're like, I'm doing this thing. I'm going all in and I have financial goals and business goals and things to, to do. Like we are getting it done. So if you're at those earlier stages or even if you are moving and you're getting it done, maybe having a clear vision of where you're going, why you're doing it is going to be helpful. So I highly recommend the money ladder. This is the old version of it, the money ladder, and it kind of walks you through what it takes for you to hit a 10K month. It's a training. It's a workbook and a teaching. All right. I'm not going to harp on it long. I just want you guys to start moving in the direction that you're called and trusting that God is going to bless you right there. Y'all have a great day. Thanks for joining me. Bye.